Get closer than ever to your customers. So close that you tell them what they need well before they realize it themselves. This piece of wisdom comes to you from Steve Jobs. How are you doing against that quote? Are you anticipating the needs of your customers well before they do? If you know your audience really well, you probably are. But if you think you're not quite hitting the mark yet, the place to start is defining your audience. Successful brands are rooted in purpose and driven by the potential to make a positive impact on their customers. Welcome to The Pursuit of Purpose with Amy Austin. Each week, Amy brings you practical advice to embrace the power of purpose in all aspects of your business and transform it into the central storyline for your branding and marketing strategies. I saw an article in the news today that reminded me of the idea of understanding your audience and reflecting your audience back in the messaging and the advertising that you do. And that article was about a viral social media post that was posted by the mother of a little boy who is in a wheelchair. And they were in a Target store. And the little boy stopped. He was rolling himself through the store, you know, with his mom. And he stopped in the kids section in front of this large promotional image that they had hanging above some of their racks. In that image was another little boy in a wheelchair. And the mother commented of how excited her son was to see someone else in a wheelchair. That's what we mean when when you hear the phrase, make sure your audience can see themselves and their story in your messaging because they are the hero of your story, to quote Donald Miller. The customer is the hero. You are simply the guide. In this case, the little boy in the wheelchair was the hero and Target was simply the guide. They were simply the ones saying, we have clothes for our boys in wheelchairs. Think about when you put yourself out there and put your brand out there. Are you sharing information that puts your ideal target audience, your avatar, you know, whatever you want to call them, if you've given the person that you, you know, you identify as being your target audience a name, make sure that that person is in the story that you're telling. I've mentioned before that I recently went through a sales training. Well, there was a number of ahas for me, but one of them was we spend a lot of time talking about what's your green gumball. Who is your green gumball? When you go into a room and you're networking, you're on a mission to find your green gumball. Your green gumball is the person that represents your ideal client. And that is the person that you desire working with the most. And when you really know who that person is, then your communications becomes exponentially easier. Because you're on a mission to find that person. And when that person finds you, your messaging is going to resonate with them. They are going to see themselves in your story and how you support them in solving the problem that they have. 
And I know I talk about this a lot and I, I've done an episode on understanding your target audience and defining your target audience previously. And I'll link to that um, in the show notes. But I don't think it's one that can be talked about too much. We really can talk about understanding your target audience every week if we wanted to. Don't worry, I'm not going to do that, I promise. But you really do need to know who is it that you desire to work with. And then how do you show up to make sure that you are attracting those people? Earlier today, I listened to an interview with the founder of the graduate hotel chains. I don't know how well known they are at this point. They're relatively new. I believe they're about two, maybe three years old. But we have a graduate hotel now in Iowa City. And I will admit, when they first started redoing the hotel that that's now the graduate, I was a little bit perplexed by what they were doing. Because for one thing, the one whole side of the building now is this very bright black and gold plaid, like buffalo plaid. But instead of it being red and black, it's black and gold for the Iowa Hawkeyes because the graduate-themed hotels are adjacent to university campuses, and they tell the story of the community that the university serves. So this interview that I, I listened to, they were talking about the reason behind creating the hotels the way they do and the effort that they put into understanding the communities that they're going into and finding artifacts to put in the hotels that are relevant to the community or the university in the community that they're going. And the whole time that I was listening to this, I just kept thinking to myself, they really have to understand their audience far better than than a hotel that is catering to the the traveler. They build a hotel next to an airport. They get the overnights. They're, they don't need to go as in-depth into understanding the motivations and the passions and the, the backstories of the people that they're trying to serve. Because the thing about the graduate hotel is that they spend an extreme amount of time creating a story about their ideal customer and that story centers around why are they coming to this community why are they staying in this community what do they need to know what's the path that they've taken so it may go out a bit broader than just the individual city that the hotel is in. It might encompass some things about the state as well. They look at it through the generations because they want it to be a hotel that becomes a central, a central gathering place for the people who maybe graduated from the university that they're adjacent to and that when they come and stay at that hotel, it's like they're stepping back into their college years and reliving their glory days. And that needs to span the generations because they recognize they will have people coming and staying that graduated 15 years ago, 40 years ago, 25 years ago. They need to be relevant to all of them. That to me is digging in and understanding your customer your green gumball, if you will, to steal from 
from Steve, who led the training that I attended, that's knowing your green gumball so specifically that you can get it down to the last finite little details in how you decorate your hotel, in the food that you serve, in the story that's shared. And so bringing it back around to you as an individual business owner, how well have you defined the story of the person that is your ideal customer? Can you tell me details about them that outlines their customer journey to you and where it is that you step into the picture to start helping them on their journey? And how do you guide them through? And then when you take it a couple of steps further and connect it back to the eight pillars of customer experience, like we talked about with Joey Coleman and what I talked about in episode 30 when I talked more specifically about the details behind each of those eight pillars, that is about being able to delight your customer. And there again, you have to really know your customer in order to be able to do those things to up that experience game. So one of the most important things that you can do for your business is really, really define who your customer is. What are their motivations? What's the journey that they're going on? How do they feel at each step of that journey? And that journey is one that's before they ever found you to the time that they did find you and decide that you are the one to help guide them through to their successful or their happy ending. And it's also that pathway to the happy ending. You have to understand how they feel every step of the way so that you're able to anticipate and craft your responses and your story in a way that they continue to see themselves in it. One of the things that I like to say a lot about understanding your customers is that everyone could be your audience, but not everybody would be your audience. Because it really is up to them. It is up to them to decide whether or not you and your business is the brand for them. And once they've made that decision, then you have to work to keep them. But the only way they are going to come to that decision is for them to see themselves as part of the story that you're telling. Hey, it's Amy. Does this episode have you wondering if you know your ideal customer as well as you should? Maybe you're thinking, how can I get to know them better and truly use that information to fine tune my messaging, how I talk to my clients, as well as where I spend my time putting my messages? First, I want you to know you are not alone. I see this all the time. It is so easy to jump headfirst into developing marketing tactics, thinking you can just figure out the rest as you go. But there does come a point when you have to hit that pause button and get really clear on who your audience is and how you can make them the central character in your brand story. If you're thinking, wow, this sounds so familiar, then you and I should have a chat about how you can define your audience with more clarity. 
So just head over to amyaustinmarketing.com and send me a note. I hope to speak with you soon. And this holds true regardless of whether you're selling merchandise in a store or your consulting services or a piece of software. They have to be able to see themselves throughout your journey. The other thing that this really connects back to is understanding your purpose. And when you understand the purpose for why you started your business, you have a deeper understanding of why you want to solve the problem that you're uniquely qualified to solve and the feelings that come along with those problems, which then allows you to be able to empathize better. And when you're able to empathize, you're able to openly and honestly share how you're able to help and build your brand on a level of authenticity that others who are not that in tune with their brands and with their purpose, they can do it, but it's harder. And they may have more missteps. And those missteps are bound to happen for all of us, right? As we're learning and growing and developing our business, our brand is going to continue to develop and evolve as we do that. As we do that. So it's natural to have a few missteps. But I believe that when you start from a point of purpose, those missteps are fewer and further in between. If you haven't really thought about your target audience, I really encourage you to think about it in a way that puts you in their shoes. Think about the feelings that a person has when they're encountering the problem that you can solve. Are they struggling with something? Are they frustrated? Are they worried? Maybe they're tired of the situation that they're in and they just really need help to get out of it. Maybe they're concerned about outside forces and what's happening around them. Maybe they're worried they're in over their heads and don't know what the next step is. Or they know what the next step is, but they're worried that they're not equipped to be able to take that next step without some assistance or guidance or coaching or mentoring. Or maybe they're disappointed in the trust that they placed in someone else to help them only to have it fail or not meet their expectations. I'm sure you've heard the expression, peel back the layers of the onion. That's really what you need to do when you're thinking about your customer and your target audiences. How many layers of the onion can you peel away before you get to the center, to that core, where you're very confident and very well aware of who it is that's your ideal so I was in a conversation about this earlier this week, and one of the things that, that came up in that was whether or not you could only have one target audience or one green gumball. And I think you can have multiple. You need to be just as clear and concise about the definition of your second and third audience as what you are in the first audience. 
to wrap this all up, what I want you to really take away from this discussion today is one, dig in deep and understand who it is your target audience. Listen to my previous episode about that and get to know them. Get to know who they are, where do they live, what do they do, what motivates them, how do they feel during the customer journey up up to the point of using you in your product or service, but then also take it a step further. How do they feel when they are working with you? What is their motivations? What's their frustrations? What milestones are going to be important for them to celebrate, to keep them engaged and excited about the progress that you're making? How can you educate them on the verbiage that you use or the process that you have? How can you bring them along so that they're always seeing themselves as a part of the process, a part of the story? Number two, think about where those people are at and how that impacts where it is that you place your messaging and how you might need to finesse your messaging in order to be able to speak to your ideal audience when they are in a bigger sea of of people. You know, how is it in a sea of rainbow colored gumballs do you find the one two, three, four, five, whatever it might be, of the green ones that you are looking for. You can do it. I know you can. And I would say the third thing is think about how your experiences that you're creating for your existing customers can teach you more about the depth and breadth of your ideal client. Because chances are, You're working with those people right now, the people that are representative of your ideal client. What can you learn in the current relationships that you have that you can then take back and hold up against what you've already defined as your target audience and make that target audience definition that much more clear? You can leverage surveys, conversations, observations, Talk to all of the different people on your staff that interact with those individual clients on a day-to-day basis throughout the process of working with you. Find out what kinds of questions are they asking. What's their frustration level? Hopefully there's none, but if there is, what caused it? How can you head that off at the past the next time that you work with a customer? Because all of that information that you're gathering, that's important intelligence. And it will help you come back and find the next green gumball that you're looking for. This has been the Pursuit of Purpose podcast presented by Austin Marketing. If you enjoyed the show, please be sure to leave a rating and review on your favorite podcast player. Head over to amyaustinmarketing.com for links and resources mentioned in today's show, as well as ways to subscribe and connect with Amy. Thanks for listening.